check, check. We back, y'all, Inspiring Educators Podcast. Welcome to the Inspiring Educators Podcast. Why do I want to welcome you all? Guess what? This is a space we can learn, laugh, let go, and be inspired. But guess what? We have some amazing, inspiring educators on this episode. Tell the people who you are. Hey, everybody. It's Lila Noor, the educator motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Yeah. You can find me on all social media platforms at Miss Lila Noor. That's at M S L A I L A N U R. I am currently a mastery learning and grading coach for the Los Angeles Unified School District. I'm a grad student. I work for a college preparatory mathematics curriculum company. I do so many things, man, my bucket, you know, my bag or whatever you want to call it. I'm in the bag, right? Um, Every episode, we like to start with what we're grateful for so that, you know, we want to share some of our joy with you. We want you to, you know, kind of get in the mood or the spirit of the things that we're happy about. And maybe, you know, you think about some of the things that you're happy about, too, or grateful about. And for me, I am grateful for discovering plants. <laughs> and I know that's, a, you know, strange. I knew plants existed. You should see my co-host right now. I knew plants existed. But I am talking about taking care of plants, right? I moved into my new apartment and I went plant crazy a little bit. You know, most of them are surviving. Some are struggling a bit. But I'm enjoying the learning process and having these wonderful things that are alive to take care of. I am grateful for plants. And that is something that I want to share with you. So anybody who has a green thumb out there, please reach out because I'd be struggling a little bit too. Shout out to the plants, especially the ones that you're keeping alive. What up, great people? Your boy, Coach J, Jadrian Grimes, ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. Make sure you follow your boy on Twitter, at Jadrian Grimes. That's at J-A-D-R-I-E-N-G-R-I-M-E-S. Community and Civic Engagement Manager for an incredible organization here in Atlanta, hands-on Atlanta. What I'm grateful for right now in this moment is season four. And our listeners, you all have been the most consistent people, continue to give us innovative ideas and topics and things to talk about. You're constantly chiming in and letting us know um, how this content has been blessing you over the past three seasons. And now we're in season four. So y'all keep it up. Shout out and salute y'all wherever you're listening to us from. Keep up the great work. Keep the energy going. And we're just so thankful for season four. And hopefully this season is as impactful as our prior three seasons. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jay, what do you coach again for the season four, folks? What do you, you always say coach. What do you coach? Coach youth football here in Atlanta. Shout out to the Grayson Athletic Association. This is my 10th year coaching youth football. So it kind of kind of goes together. Coach Jay, I love to coach. Very passionate about coaching. So that's how you get coach jay shout out to the team check 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 i used to coach back in the day i used to coach back in the day i used to coach back in the day it was a joke to go with it y'all but i forgot the joke that quick trying to be funny this is your boy dr christopher j child i am coaching math folks that's why i'm coaching i'm coaching math folks you can find me on all social media platforms at drk child drk child 
what am I grateful for? I'm going to keep it real, y'all. This is like, I was thinking about what am I grateful for? What am I going to say on season four, episode six? I am grateful for Lila Noor and Jadrian Grimes. They have been with us from the beginning in this podcast endeavor that we were just like, I think I sent a text. Hey, y'all want to do a podcast? They're like, bet. <laughs> That's it. And we've been doing it rocking and rolling ever since. A lot of ups, a lot of downs in this podcast business and just life in itself. But we are still here. We're back. We're bigger than ever. And you all are listening in. So guess what? We must be doing something right. But I'm appreciative for these two fine folks, individuals, and people in this place. And most important, I'm appreciative to my two Black folks, which is the perfect segue into today's, this episode's hot topic. Across the country, educators, parents, and allies are coming together to ensure every Black student and educator can live, grow, and thrive with support, love, and joy. In addition, across the country, racists are coming together to ensure Black students are oppressed in perpetuity. It is time we have an authentic discussion. What is this authentic discussion about? What is happening, Chris? Whoa, where are you going with this hot topic? It is time we have an authentic discussion about Black Lives Matter and what can it mean for students? Not some students, not just Black students, not just white students, but what can Black Lives Matter mean for all students? And also its connection to schools. Like, does that matter? Should it be in school? Should it not be in schools? We're going to take you on the journey today. We got some guiding questions. You educators know about guiding questions. So this is going to frame our thoughts. One, just what is Black Lives Matter? I'm going to give you a working definition of what is Black Lives Matter. Second one, why does it offend folks? And then should Black Lives Matter be integrated into the school system? Those are our guiding questions. Quick episode. Why is it going to be quick? I promise you this episode is probably going to go viral because anytime you say the word Black, it triggers a response. And that's why we go in there. Black Lives Matter on the Inspire Educators Podcast. But first, let me define what is Black Lives Matter. Understand this, folks. And I have to say this so much now as I give presentations and talk to entities. We are not referring to the political organization. Black Lives Matter is an affirmation of Black folks' humanity, our contributions to this society, and our resilience in the face of deadly oppression. That's all it is. Three words signifying Black folks' humanity. We just want to be human just like everybody else. So before you get on this episode, well, Chris, you're with that organization. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what Black Lives Matter means, signifying humanity. You don't agree with that, you know where I'm at. Like, we're going in on this episode. Lila, Jay, what are your thoughts? Black Lives Matter in schools. Let's go in. We're going to go in, go hard, and wrap this thing up. It absolutely should be integrated. I mean, we have to spark honest conversation. But my thing is with hopeful, impactful actions, again, level playing field, like it matters with everything that happens, has happened, right? Especially over the past just few years, bumped at historically, right? Absolutely, it should be taught. Students are learning everything else, which it's been tailored to a formal curriculum. We've learned about certain holidays and we should celebrate this and things should be taught this way. So why not integrate it? I don't understand. I guess partly why is this even occur? Like, absolutely, it should be integrated because folks need to know it's historic, right? It's history. It should be taught. Um, and hopefully, again, if we can have some raw, authentic, honest conversation, hopefully it'll lead to impactful action. 
So there's a guy on Instagram. His name is Leron Hines, and he does these videos with these little kids. And he goes, are you smart? And it's always a little kid. Yes. So I'm imagining Chris asking us that question. Hey, Jay. Hey, Lila. Are you smart? And I go, yes. And he says, should Black Lives Matter be in the classroom? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know, those are the responses you get from the kid. Duh. There's a little girl named Lori. She says, see. In Espanol, I could say it a lot of different ways for you, but the answer is going to always be yes. The answer is yeah, <laughs> right? You know, I work for the district and so we have the opportunity to look at a you know, variety of, you know, what courses are being offered. If you can have a course called the American History of Rock and Roll, I think we can have a course on Black Lives Mattering. It's very simple. It's, it's point blank, period, you know, and Anytime there's someone who has to be in opposition or has to have a counterpoint to something, it makes you sit back and wonder why this became a debate. You know, only time somebody has a counterpoint is during debate, right? During an argument. And if I say Black Lives Matter and you say, well, what about blank? (laughs) When did this become a debate? That was simply a statement. That was not an opinion. That was a fact. And it stands as such. Here's my question. Something to think about. Why is there so much hate for Black folks? Pause and reflect on that. Why is there so much hate and disdain for Black folks in this American society? And you have to answer that for yourself. Don't answer for society. Answer for yourself. Because if that offends you, you just a part of the problem like everybody else. Again, when someone tells you it's about, don't, it's about this, no, it's about humanity. Why can't you see Black folks as human within this space? Why? Ask yourself that. Look in the mirror and be honest. And my thing is don't hide behind, you know, all lives and this. No, be straightforward and just say, you know, I hate y'all. I hate the fact that you exist and just be honest with it and not beat around the bush. Because how can you love people? How can you care about others if you don't like Black folks? And then some are hitting us, and especially for the ones listening, like, what about this group? We're not talking about that group. And we're not saying we hate another group. Well, we are saying there is an anti-Black sentiment in these lands. Are we willing to speak to it? Are we willing to talk about it? Or do we want to kick the can and make all these other excuses? And again, you can't see what we do on this podcast and what I love about it, we create the lanes. Like if you ever been to a bowling alley, put the bumpers out where you can't try to say, no, what about this? What about this? No, no. What about this? These are straightforward questions. What does Black Lives Matter? We gave you a simple answer. The question you got to ask yourself, why does it offend you? Not folks. Let's make it personal this episode. Why does it offend you? And then we're going to jump into, yeah, I'm going to put my answer on the table. Black Lives Matter should be a part of the school day, embedded within it. Why does it offend you? So if folks start sweating and feeling some type of way, when they hear that term, Black Lives Matter, are they offended? So we think about equality, the definition of equality, state of being equal, especially in status, rights, and opportunities. Why are you offended? Why can't it be equal? Society can't work that way because a certain color has this or it's like this. 
certain folks shouldn't be able to take advantage of certain opportunities or this shouldn't be taught. Why? Why is that? Why does it have to be so different? If folks feel a type of way of like, why is that? That's what I want to know. Why are folks offended? That was a dang good question that you asked. What I want to know is we agree, right? We came to a very, very easy consensus. Absolutely. But in what capacity? So what does it look like for Black Lives Matter to be in the classroom, in education? Are we talking about in history class? Does it get a chapter in a book, right? Do we revamp all the textbooks or is it a part of, you know, the AP exams? Is it embedded within all content areas, right? We're talking about cross-curricular connections now. Like in what capacity are we saying that this is a part of education or in the classroom, right? Because I've heard the conversation come up and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to get a chapter just like the pandemic is going to have its chapter in history. Is, is Black Lives Matter going to get its, its little paragraph? Is that what we mean? Or do you mean something else? What do we expect that to look like if it is indeed a part of it formally and informally? It is embedded throughout the entire curriculum experience. And then some so so, well, what about, again, we're not talking about what about someone else. We haven't embedded the white experience throughout our entire curriculum experience. You don't believe me? When you pick up your textbooks, what are images are portrayed in your textbooks? What stories are being told within your textbooks? Oh, you can kind of quiet even on the podcast. That's what it is. And we have to call it what it is. So now if you ever, there's things called opposites. So if I'm a center of whiteness, what's the opposite of center of whiteness? Blackness. And that's not taken away from anything. That's not harming anybody. What that is is giving others an opportunity to see themselves in the curriculum experience and understanding if you affirm Black lives, you automatically, I don't want to say, yeah, I'm going to say automatically. You have to affirm everything else because when you understand the beauty and the foundation of roots of Blackness, guess what? It's rooted in all of those pieces, affirming others bringing others to the table. And then when you start to affirm Blackness and really study what it is, you start to really realize the whole race construct and how it's devised and what it is. But again, can you even do that? Can you even say Black Lives Matter and mean it? A lot of folks listening probably have cut the podcast off by now. A lot of folks can't even say it, let alone embody it. But what does that mean for students? What does that mean for who they are? It's really similar to the, the idea or the concept that when we say we differentiate particular subgroups, right? When we differentiate for our SPED students or we differentiate for our EL students and not, you know, cross talking here and not, you know, I'm not trying to go on a tangent from the topic is this. But when we talk about differentiating for other subgroups, we know that that supports all students, right? And in the same sense, just like Chris said, when we talk about affirming that Black Lives Matter, we affirm that all of our students, even those specialized subgroups, right? It, it affirms that every single one of our students deserves the opportunity. Every single person in this world deserves the opportunity to know that their life matters. And I believe that that is a narrative that needs to be heard within education as we know and I know firsthand being not just a teacher, but being a student in Detroit public schools, that our students don't feel that way. 
our students don't grow up feeling that their lives matter. A question for the audience. Let's say you're listening to this and you're still on and you're like, Chris, you know what? I can't stand that Black Lives Matter, period. I'm asking you a simple question. Tell me about your lived experience as a Black person. I'm done. I'm out. Tell us. Tweet us. Message us. We love to know about your experience. For the ones that, you know, Black Lives Matter, if it gives you a a cringe or a tingle, tweet us. Send us a message. Tell us why. Ditto to everything that's been said. Black Lives Matter has historical context and it should be taught on all levels of education, especially now. I told you this episode is going to be short and sweet. Why? Because most people probably tuned out by now. If you're still listening, we appreciate you listening. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I really want you to think about this whole piece of can you see the humanity in someone else? And as we had the guiding questions, because I know educators are like, did they hit on the point? We hit on what is Black Lives Matter. And in the simplest form, you can go back to the very beginning. It's just a humanizing statement to see Black folks' humanity. Why does it offend folks? I want to be, and sometimes I wonder, are folks just jealous, like, because you're not, you know, a part of it? I don't get it. Is it jealousy or is it just pure evil? That's for folks that offends them for them to decide. And then last but not least, should Black Lives Matter be integrated in the school system? Yes, yes, yes. It should be a part of the entire school experience. Because guess what? If you understand Black history, it is the missing pages of world history. That goes back to the beginning of time and who were the original people on this earth and in this world and in this universe. That's another episode, another day. But when you learn things like this, it changes how you treat people. And as we think about changing how we treat people, I'm going to leave you with something we like to call the inspirational moment. I'm bringing it to you today. And this inspirational moment is going to be, I'm giving a title for an inspirational moment, y'all. It's going to be short and sweet, but I got a title for it. Can you see the human in me? As you're listening to this podcast, and when I say me, I'm going to be selfish for a moment. You're listening to Voice of Dr. Christopher J. Childs. Can you actually see the human in me as a person living and breathing in this space? Can you? Now, some of you like, yeah, I like your voice. Never heard of you before, but okay. Make it a little bit more personal. Think about the students in which you serve every single day. All of them, not that one student, every single student. Can you see the humanity in them? The families that you serve, can you see the humanity in them? Are you willing to affirm them? Are you willing to value them? Are you willing to provide them liberatory educational experiences? See, the problem with education is we're too kumbaya-ish. We don't like to have these tough conversations. We don't like to offend anyone. We need teachers, Chris. We have a shortage. But I'm in the mindset and state of my life. We need people that care about students who see their humanity and going to do every single thing they need to do to make sure students get what they need. There's millions of people in this United States society. That means there are millions of people that can be educators. We need to get out of this scarcity mindset and think if you're going to be racist, if you're not going to care about these students, you shouldn't be an educator. And find folks that want to do the work, that want to engage in it. Are we willing to do those things? Are we willing? I would challenge folks. Because we're in this whole anti-everything society. 
I would challenge, I can't say where I've done this at, but would I put a challenge out there on the application for the job, a statement, do you believe Black Lives Matter and why on the job application? Then when you get in the interview process, same question. Do you believe Black Lives Matter and why? Watch our folks respond or not respond or not apply. Because again, if you can't believe in Black folks, Black students, how can you teach them? How can you reach them? Chris, I don't have anywhere I'm at. You know, it's very homogeneous. Guess what? You're going to interact with them at some point. Your students are going to interact with them at some point. So are you preparing them to become, as Dr. Gloria Lassen builds, biculturally competent? Or do you want them to just continue and perpetuate racism? Honestly, you all as educators. But this podcast, and for these three Black folks, Black Lives Matter until the end. It's been an Inspire Educators podcast. We O-U-T, we out. Out of here. All of Real Black, too. For real, though. Yeah. <laughs>